This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Back in your life on this Saturday, September 4th, 2021. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to our Derek Brunson, Darren Till post-fight show live right here on the Spotify Green Room app. This is 3Pac, P.T. Carroll, Ariel Hawani, Chuck Mendenhall, TST, Troy Farkas in the house. The event just wrapped up in Las Vegas, UFC Apex. Derek Brunson submits Darren Till in the third round via rear naked choke. Overall, an entertaining night, a great night for UK MMA, but it ends on a sour note as their prodigal son, their most famous fighter at the moment, Darren Till, in a big spot in his first fight in almost, what, 14 months, loses to the blazing hot Derek Brunson in the third round via rear naked choke. Darren Till lost both rounds and then was submitted in the third. We're going to talk about all of that, everything that happened, the successful debut of Patty Pimblett, Molly McCann getting back on track, Jack Shore, Tom Aspinall. Like I said, a big night for UK MMA. We're going to take some calls, some questions. If you're joining us, you can chime in in the chat room. TST is there. Tell us where you're from. Tell us everything that is on your mind. And of course, if you miss anything here, it'll be up on our brand new Ringer MMA show podcast feed on Spotify. First, let me say hello to the boys. Uh, Chuck, how are you? I'm great, man. Uh, Your immediate thoughts. Open-ended question. Your thoughts on what we just saw from Derek Brunson. Well, I tell you what, I wish I was not um, dead on with this one. You know, it's like you watch this fight, and I think that first takedown, as soon as you saw that um, accomplished, and him, uh, you know, Till kind of on his back taking the punishment. Unfortunately, that has been the 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 kind of you know when you talk about the stylistic matchup, that was the kind of scenario where you're like that's the worst case scenario when we're we, if if this is a celebration of the UK fighters, this was the one thing that you're like, oh, maybe we don't end on that note. But as soon as that kind of happened, I felt like. Uh, that might be the way the fight is just going to go. And unfortunately, man, even though in that third round, I, you know, it got a little exciting there for just a second. Um, the way it ended, 
anticlimactic for the card, for the setup, for what it was supposed to be. But uh, another great performance, man, by Derek Brunson. And I swear, that guy was feast or famine Brunson for so long. You know, first round going in there trying to rip guys' heads off or, or going down. This new patient version of him that kind of sets his things up better, uh, you know, goes for these takedowns early, just kind of makes the fight, you know, takes it out of the guy first and then goes for the kill in this situation. Very dangerous. And uh, at five in a row, man, I he, I don't know how you deny him being up there right in that title talk at this point. Yeah, well, we'll talk about what could be next for Derek Brunson. Would it be a title shot? He called out Israel Adesanya after. Of course, we know that Izzy is going to fight Robert Whitaker probably in the early portion of 2022. Uh, let's see if we have Pizzi. I see him back in there. Pizzi? Hello, hello. There, hello. there we go. All right, oh, there you are. God. There you are. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Let's get your immediate thoughts. I don't know if you heard uh, part of what Chuck had to say, but Darren Till losing in the third round via rear naked choke, a devastating loss for Till, who, like we said, so popular. It seems like they're just waiting for him to get that one win so he can get the title shot. He runs into Derek Brunson, and, uh, and Brunson just put it on him. What did you think of the fight? Brunson's performance, Till's performance. Till came out really strong. I felt like he was really setting the precedent early on, but as soon as Brunson hit that takedown in the first round, um, you just got the feeling that that was going to be the way he approached the fight, and he did it brilliantly. I actually felt that Till had a huge amount of success just before he was finished in the third. He actually looked like he had one of his better moments of the fight, but of course we saw Brunson then take control, um, doing a fantastic job. But um, I can tell you that Israel Adesanya will be one of the most disappointed people in the world because, my God, <laughs> that is did true. he want that tail fight. Man. That is true, man. You know, something, I, and I think that that for the middleweight division and the UFC, if we're, if we're saying it like it is, man, I mean, it's the type of setup for a fight that I think that uh, the division, which has kind of slipped into this terrain that the light heavyweight division was in for a little while with uh, some pieces that are just now kind of some relics that are kind of leaving it or uh, new new infusions coming in. Um, and getting a little more exciting, I think that that fight would have actually been the kind of marquee matchup if, if it gets to that, you know, where it was going to be Till in that situation. But um, we know that it almost it almost never happens that the ideal situation or the setup exactly happens the way it should. So it, for, for Darren Till, it sucks, man. But you know what I mean? It's like, and I'm sure for Adesanya, he's got his, he's got other fish to fry at this moment, obviously with Whitaker. But I think in the long run for a guy like that, yeah, he probably was, uh, was hoping that uh, he had Till waiting in the wings there. I mean, it was a tough matchup for yeah. Darren. I mean, we all knew that it was a tough matchup. Again, like I said yesterday, a little bit surprised that he was the betting favorite going into this fight, considering the layoff, considering the skill set, considering the matchup, considering how good Derek Brunson looked. Could we give, you know, obviously... Darren Till is is the bigger star, and he was the one who, you know, we, we wanted to see fight Izzy at some point. Can we give Derek Brunson, as the kids like to say, his flowers? Five in a <laughs> row, the guy who, you know, when Zufa bought Strikeforce, I remember way back when in 2011, they brought him over to fight Chris Lieben, and they didn't really want him. It was a boring win over Chris Lieben. They weren't happy with it. They didn't think that there was a future with him. Now here we are 10 years later, and of the male Strike Force fighters, you know, of course, Amanda Nunes fought in Strike Force and Misha Tate is back. But of the male Strike Force fighters, and Lord knows there were a lot of them, he's the one who's doing the best. Who would have thought 10 years later, Derek <laughs> Brunson 
would be doing the best in 2021, five in a row, beating legit guys, where it always seems like he's being served up as the opponent, and maybe at this point, one win away from actually fighting for a UFC title. The guy, Chuck, deserves a little bit of respect and a little bit of love, right? We touched on this going in a little bit. Um, I have to say, man, it it actually kind of reminded me, not entirely, but it was a little bit like the Mark Hunt situation, right? Like where the UFC kind of inherits a guy through the transaction, and... um, I, I honestly, I had seen him fight in Strike Force, and I wasn't really, you know, who who really thinks he's going to do that much in uh, in the UFC? But if you were to say at that moment that a decade later that he's the guy knocking on the door for a title shot, obviously I'd have said you're crazy, man. I mean, it's just it's one of those uh, those I guess almost like the like yawn, right? It's a little bit like that, like a guy who you just don't see coming. And I think the UFC has fed him these upstarts, these guys who are, you know, the Kevin Hollands who, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Holland, but like Edmund Shabazian and guys like that who are really coming up and they, they need, a, uh, they need a, a good scalp along the way into their contention. And he keeps beating them. And now he just did the same thing to Darren Till. So it's sort of like this uh, get off my lawn situation or something where this guy's like this older guy is just like, hey, man, you know, he's just going to beat up anybody trespasses across the, the octagon. And uh, it's kind of it's it's uh, it's to say that you'd seen it coming. Uh, you'd be a liar. That's all. You know what I mean? It's just uh, I just can't imagine that, especially because he's had a couple of times where he's had losses back to back. And it just looks like he's kind of fade into that. uh into that mist, man, and then he bounces back. So to say he was here and to find him here at this moment where he's like saying, you know what, I'm not broke, I can sit out, I can wait for this title fight, it's all pretty crazy, man, and it's a, it's a lot to digest. I felt as though like it's nearly painting him as a sympathetic figure a bit after coming off this win because you felt like when he was put in with Edmund Shabazian that he was sent in to lose. You kind of felt it against Kevin Holland as well. These guys are generating so much hype. Till is one of the most talked about fighters in the UFC full stop. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about that. The fan base were all behind him. They couldn't wait to see him get in there. They're already talking about what's he going to say after the fight, you know, that famous post-fight interview. So, I mean, maybe that's that's the way Brunson should be presenting himself, the way he did in that post-fight interview, fired up and ready to go. My concern is, <laughs> does Till want to be the guy, you know, opening the main card? Like, this is a guy that's huge. He's one of the biggest personalities in the whole sport. Do you really see him, you know, going back down the card and, and being a bit player in the UFC? Like, it, it's very hard to sell him as a main event at this stage when he's coming off these losses. So that's that's what I'm thinking about. What the hell happens yeah. to Darren Till from here? Yeah, not to mention he's kind of now, what, one and two at middleweight. He's kind of lost between weight classes in that sense if he's really trying to look at contention. I know that's been forefront on his mind is kind of getting in there um, and taking the best challenges to get up as high as he can in the division. Now he finds himself in that that weird purgatory that we see these guys have, like where their star is here, but now their performance is here. But I would really like to see him. Just looking at his resume, these guys he's faced, man. Uh, you know, Whitaker and then Gastelum to, to start it off. I'm like, these these guys are all so good, especially in this weight class. You'd like to see him take a step back in competition, maybe find his bearings. If he's going to stay at middleweight, take on a guy that uh, you know that he should beat. Somebody who's a good matchup for him that he should beat. Get rolling again. He's 28 years old. I just don't want to see him in that situation where 
We've seen it before where guys just kind of spiral out in their prime. They spiral out in their prime because the men, the you know the mental part of the game and everything else starts to catch up to them, and they're just not, they're never materialized into who we think they should be. I don't want to see that happen. So I hope he, whenever he shows back up, I hope it's uh, against a guy like that, somebody more in the middle, not a not a top guy at this point. To answer your question, in my opinion, PT, I feel like he would be willing to do that. He doesn't strike me as a guy who has a big ego. Of course, he's getting the push. Of course, he's beloved. But he also strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't mind if he's fighting on the prelims, if need be. I'm not ready to write him off. Clearly, he has holes. Clearly, he has issues against the upper echelon of the middleweight division. But are you telling me he can't beat a Kevin Holland? Are you telling me he can't beat a Uriah Hall, a Sean Strickland? He could beat these guys, right? He could hang with these guys. It's, all right, do we know his ceiling? Is he not a top five guy at the moment? Does he need to take a step back? Yes, could he fight one of those guys and beat them? Yes. I don't think it's time to be writing him off and saying that he's a never was or a never will be. It's just very clear that he is not a top five guy at the moment. Well, that 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 was my question about, you know, him mentally, would he like to go back and do that? So you've answered that there. And look, even the fights you've mentioned there, Ariel, Kevin Holland, even Edmund Shabazian, these fights would be incredible. Sean Strickland, all those fights sound absolutely incredible. And they would probably still be co-main events, right, with Darren Till's name attached to them. He's a huge, huge name. But um, I don't know. It's just when do we see him again? We, I'd love to see him go away and really work on the, the holes we saw Brunson highlight tonight. And um, I think everyone would like to see that because <laughs> um, certainly ahead of that welterweight run and certainly after the Gaslam fight, it felt like this guy was a real treasure. This guy is going to be up there fighting for belts. I think the whole world of MMA saw him that way. And it just hasn't worked out that way. So UFC uh, have announced that Patty Pimblett and Tom Aspinall did in fact uh, did in fact get uh, what is going on here? Someone calling. I'm getting the craziest call right now, guys. Someone is calling me on Facetime. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> no, even address it. this. I would love to hear this. <laughs> it's who is it? I'm gonna. Go on, tell us, Ariel. This is juicy. Uh, I feel like yeah. it's something that we see, get, get very excited calls, about. You know, I feel I, I, I feel like it's Darren Till. Is Darren no. apologizing for? It's saying <laughs> Cody. It's TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt, and Dominic Cruz any on the FaceTime. Uh, what? I said any big names. Come on, I'm kidding. But like, you no, gonna patch up? There? Like, there's no <laughs> chance. Yes. There's no chance that those three guys are calling together on a FaceTime, right? I mean, that's I just bizarre. That is. I got a call coming in. I got a call coming in here too. This looks like a who is Bill that? Collector. Who is Never it? mind. That's a Bill Collector. No, Go ahead. Right. Where were we? Uh, I don't know. I'm just completely thrown off by what just transpired over there. Um, <laughs> that's, that's that's the see. This is the little. This says, is why you do the show. The little peaks into the life of Ariel Hawani. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw. What the heck? Okay. Um, the UFC again. Okay, it's what is going again. on? It's happening again. He needs to put his phone on Do Not Disturb or something. Yeah, what do I popular. do? Can I? Can I do that? Can uh, this is getting annoying I don't know. at this point? Nobody ever calls me, gonna... so it's no problem for me. Okay, I've just done it. Um, you guys can hear me, right? Yes, you sound beautiful, this my is, friend. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm really. So I have to say, man. We can't even do a show anymore. This is incredible. I, I am. I'm honored that he opted to stay on our call right now when he has all those cats calling him. Come I have on. No They're interest. They're going to start calling have, you now after hearing that joke. <laughs> I have no interest in any of that. Um, 
So what I was saying that uh, Tom Aspinall and Paddy Pimblett got some extra money. Yeah, you're dead right. Uh, Tom Aspinall and Paddy Pimblett were absolutely really, really impressive tonight, Ariel. Uh, Tom Aspinall, we said it beforehand. We, I, I said it anyway. I felt like he would be one of the big stories coming out of this event. And really, he made Spivak look like a passenger in there. I yeah. thought he was absolutely incredible. And what did you think of him, Chuck? Do you believe he's yeah. a, a top, top heavyweight? Do you believe that's in his wheelhouse? Well, it's, to- it, it's, it's funny for guys like this. He's coming off a fairly you know, uh, a visible win. And I think especially for Americans right now, like, you know, who just have been learning about him basically, mostly Beatsy through your content where he's playing beer pong and things like that with you. But like, (laughs) he's, uh, he's not, he hasn't really been the big name over here just yet, but I, I felt like the Arlovsky win was a, some, a visible win. So this becomes then the fight that people is scrutinized, right? People are going to pay attention a little more to this one. And it just so happens to take place in, uh, in Vegas, obviously. But, um, I thought, man, I was like, if he's going to slip, it'll be here. This is a heavyweight fight. If he's going to slip, this might be the type of fight, you know, where he's uh, the opponent is a little strange. Um, there's just some, you know, like a little bit of that minefield feel to it. He also was talking a lot about, I'm sure he talked to you about this too, like just having some nerves about situations like this. But he looked great, man. I mean, just from the moment he got in there, just very relaxed, very poised. I see, you know, he's cocking that, that left hand like he was just ready to, to do it early but he was very patient and now he got it done um I, I thought he looked about as good as you can you know for fighting in a, what it was it a, a couple of minutes halfway through our first round as good as you can through that two and a half minutes I thought uh he really showed well in this fight and that to me ratchets up a guy like when you can do that when the expectations are bigger that's what ratchets you up and and makes people start to pay attention it also helped when you guys guys like Daniel Cormier very respected heavyweight who's like you know what man i'm sold on this guy and all that stuff so um that was that was a very nice show he may have stole the show there and here's the thing like this guy has a completely different wrinkle to his game and we only got a glimpse of it against arlovsky when he choked him out this guy's been doing jujitsu longer than he's been boxing and when he was boxing he was boxing with tyson fury like three times a week for over a year went in had a pro debut in boxing knocked the dude out and then came back to mma and his dad is was in tills corner tonight now that obviously isn't a great <laughs> that isn't yeah. a great nod to his ability right now, but he's one of the old school BJJ black belts in Britain. I, I think the best thing about Tom is he's such a, a breath of fresh air. I mean, when I was playing beer pong, when I, I said to him, be honest, are you afraid of Francis Ngannou? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, absolutely I am. He is that yeah. Mike Tyson thing. Well, he's... He's like, you know, he isn't the most technical guy in the world, but when he's in front of you throwing bombs, how could you not be afraid of him? There's a little bit of a... uh I don't know if it's refreshing. I know you want guys who are going to go in there. We've said this a million times. It's naive to be like, hey, I'm not going to make a call out. I'm not going to do that. We've seen that backfire on so many guys that it's just a very vanilla approach. But when you're basically spelling out why you're saying that and you're saying, you know what? I want a slow roll here. I don't want to like be thrown in against these monsters. I'm number 13. Give me number 12. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, like the guy is not, he's basically saying like, hey, I don't have all the tools yet. That I know I will have eventually, but let's let's let me let me not take a stupid loss just to take a loss. Let me gradually get to where I'm going. I love it, man. I thought it was I thought it was a, a great thing to do there. How's Hill Wan? Is he back in I'm the back. game? There he I'm is. Back. I've turned I've turned off my phone. I don't even okay. know. Can you guys hear me? I don't yeah, know what's going on. Hear you and see that the I people mean, can't see you, but I can, and he's got a Drake shirt on. This is awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Derek Brunson said on the post show that his mother and father both were hospitalized with COVID during his camp. His mother had particularly severe symptoms. She was close to dying. This camp had a lot of adversity. That's uh, courtesy of 
uh, Mark Ramundi who tweeted that the bonuses. I was trying to get to the bonuses. The bonuses: fight of the night, Molly McCann, Ji Yoon Kim, performances of the night, Tom Aspinall and Patty Pimblett. Uh, so there we go. Those are the performances. By the way, Derek Brunson should fight Jared Cannonier, right? That should be the fight yeah. if those yes. guys are fighting in I early agree. in early January or February, right? That was the exact fight I was looking at. Yep, that's I think crazy, that that's though. the right call. All bonuses to Cage Warriors alumni. That's really impressive, isn't it, Ariel? It's, it's amazing because you were <laughs> off the Cage Warriors bandwagon and now you're back on ah, after don't one even night. Start. Isn't that don't amazing? Even start. Don't Come on. even start. Listen, is it, this is revisionist history. They didn't have a good stretch. Am I, am I wrong about that? It was not a good stretch for them in the UFC. Wrong? That's revisionist history. I'm talking about tonight, mate. Brilliant okay, tonight stretch. was fantastic. Okay, so let's let's give the, the the general overview. It was a fantastic night for the Cage Warriors alumni, Jack Shore, with the big win over Ludwig Shaolinian, um, Shaolinian, and uh, we've got uh, Molly McCann who had the big win over Jayun Kim. Patty Pimblett had the big win over Luigi Vendramini. We're going to talk about that in a second. Tom Aspinall with the big win as well. Uh, they went four zero, correct? No, no, Modestus Bukalkis was the former ah, that's right, champion, that's right. so he that okay, was a okay. nasty kick. Oh my god! Now let me let me ask you: Do you guys claim Modestus? I mean, originally from Lithuania, but it seems like you're claiming him as a UK guy. What what's the story there? He's uh, he's I believe his parents are Lithuanian. He was born in London. Okay, he was actually born in London. I, I could be wrong on that, but he's lived in London for a very long time. Okay, all right. And, like throughout his Cage Warriors run, he was based out of London. Let's talk about Patty. That seems to be the, the big story other than the main event. We've been waiting for this debut. He had turned down multiple offers in the past, ups and downs, overhyped, you know, too much hype, I never was, and never will be, all that stuff. People love talking about him. It looked really bad early on. He got rocked early on, and then he weathered the storm. And as he predicted, Pizzi, first round stoppage against Luigi Vendramini. Great post-fight interview. He's got star appeal. People love him. They love his hair. They love his walkout. They love everything <laughs> about him. Rate his debut for us, Pizzi, because you've been watching him longer than both Chuck and I combined. You see, I guess... The thing about a Paddy show is that it's pure entertainment. That is the thing that he brings to the table. From the second he comes on the TV, he is lighting everyone up. Like, towards, in that Darren Till fight, it sounded like those people that were in attendance were all from the USA. It sounded like they were all from Liverpool once Paddy walked into that arena tonight. His walkout's incredible. He's shouting at uh, Vendramini before the fight's even started. Where's your head at? And then, of course, <laughs> Vendramini comes out and head checks him straight away. But this is all part of the drama. This is all part of the big drama, Paddy Pimblett show. And then he goes out. We've seen the submission skills so many times. He's been dying to show people this new wrinkle in his striking. And boy, God, did he do it tonight. And do you know what? I'm starting to think Scousers really can't get knocked out because, Jesus Christ, he had some <laughs> serious letter in there tonight. I mean, did you think it was over at one stage, Chuck? Because I was, I was yeah. thinking, whoa, early on, this is very dangerous. Yes, and... You know, I, I was actually thinking of you and I was thinking of this show and I was like, if Patty gets knocked out and it's like the first <laughs> minute of this thing, man, I mean, especially when guys when guys arrive into the UFC with a, with a certain amount of hype, and it's not just hype because hype is sort of um, just this hollow word uh, that can go around. But like there was, you know, people had been paying attention. I know he'd been on Ariel's show a bunch, you know, in the lead up and you've, you've talked to him numerous times and done, you know, these things with him. He was a guy who arrives to this with a certain amount of... Um, you know, more than hype. It's like a certain amount of like the belief and that he's going to bring something to the sport, you know? And I think that that was, uh, 
going out the window fast, or at least uh, threatening to uh, in that first round. But then when he started rolling, man, it's just, uh, it's fun. He has a bit of the showman in him, for sure, man. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He has command of the camera. Some pe- He has command of the situation in general, the spotlight. Um, some people have that. You know, and you see it when they're young. You see them kind of seize moments, and I felt like he really did that. And when he kind of exploded, you know, for that for that finish, it was it was actually kind of it was like crazy because it's I, you feel the lightness of everybody wanting to, to to kind of root for this guy. You feel that collective. You feel this with the guys that have that star potential. Everybody kind of gets into it. There's a little momentary hysteria, and I felt like that kicked up for him just right there. It was an awesome finish, and I got to ask you, man, does it look crazier and like he's fighting with more abandon because of his hair? Because when he's out there and his hair is like shaking, like it's like it uh, it just looks way more violent or something when he jumps in there like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny, right? Like this is the scale of how entertaining that fight was. Katie Taylor was fighting tonight in Ireland. Yeah. I had about five friends text me during the Katie Taylor fight saying, I literally cannot watch this after watching Paddy fight. He said, it's so exciting to watch Paddy fight and then wow. to switch on the Katie fight. They were like, I just can't get involved. I don't feel emotionally invested. Paddy's after draining me of all my energy. But you guys don't understand. This guy was famous, famous, famous in Liverpool. Nobody had yeah. even heard of Darren Till. When he was 20 years of age, Paddy Pimblett was one of the biggest sports stars in Liverpool. He was selling out the Echo, you know, every time he fought. That's 10,000 people coming yeah. to see Paddy Pimblett. It was just a Paddy Pimblett show. And, you know, when you become an icon and you're living in that town, can you yeah. imagine the amount of people trying to go party? And I would be dead if I was Paddy Pimblett as a 21-year-old. I, I know I would. I think it's amazing <laughs> that he's got to this stage. I mean, his name's many- Paddy Pimblett. You know what I mean? I Paddy <laughs> Pimblett. It just sounds like it's something like coming up out of a, you know, a TV show or something. But Paddy Pimblett. Some- he's fighting guys with a litter of, ma- a litter of matchmaking, uh, Decky Dalton. You know what I mean? Oh, These yeah. are like fake names. They don't really exist, right? No, but he's... He's got it, man. It was fun to watch him uh, in the UFC. I know we want to see him in his shorts, but that kid's got it, man. That was a lot of fun to watch. Are, there are holes there, right? I mean, or does it not even matter? Because I got a bunch of people texting me and tweeting me, but the ones texting me count more. Uh, you know, he got rocked by Luigi. His chin is up. He's leaving himself open. And my response is always like, can we just enjoy this? Can we just enjoy this debut? Why do we have to crown him today? Right? Like, he's still so young. It was his debut. He was probably nervous. Why do we always have, why does it always have to be a referendum on the entire arc of his career on the first night? Why can't we just have fun with it? You got to do this right Everybody, we are here to enjoy Paddy Pimblett. He is a rare treasure. We don't get many personalities like this guy where every sentence he says has you gripped. You're hanging on every word. And look, it's great that some people hate him. People think that's a bad thing. It's an amazing thing. You want to be polarizing in the fight game. You want people tuning in to see you get messed up. And you want people tuning in to see you have your hand raised. It is the gift that keeps giving. And... Honestly, it had it all tonight. It was an amazing show from the guy. I think you got to match him with Julian Arosa, though, because when Conor McGregor fought Eddie Alvarez in Madison Square Garden, that fight was on the same night, and it went viral all over the place before the prelims even kicked off in New York because Paddy puked up a hot chocolate he decided to have. This is the guy. He had a hot chocolate <laughs> before his Cage Warriors title defense just to get himself in the mood and then immediately puked it up. Everybody thought it was blood. It went viral all over the place, but so many people thought that Arosa won that night. It was a really close fight. I think the fact that Paddy is polarizing made people go, he got destroyed. But look, I think that's the fight to make. That's a very tasty fight. And Julian Arosa looked very, very good tonight. Yeah, Julian Arosa with a big win, uh, somewhat of an upset over Charles Air Jordan. Uh, they did fight as 
Uh, I know, Pizza, you love that nickname. That's why I say it all the time. They did fight back in the day, 2016, November 12th, to be exact, on the same night as UFC 205. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Pizza, I believe that was at like the BT Sports Studios or something, That's right? That's correct. Wasn't it? First time yeah. they ever did it. It was called yeah, it BT was cool. Sports Unplugged. It was really, really cool. They've done it a couple of times since, but there is no show like a Paddy show, right. as we know. I- I agree. It might be a little early or maybe not. You know, maybe you could tell the story the right way. Who knows, you know, what Julian's ceiling is. But man, you nailed it, in my opinion. And Chuck, we love to talk about like the events and the big set. Like it's so rare in this day and age with 500. It's so rare with 500 fighters on the roster where there's a highly anticipated debut, right? A guy that we've been literally following because yeah. let's be honest, like two, three fights you get in the UFC probably a little earlier, Bellator signing you. I don't remember. Like, can you guys think, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. When was the last debut for a guy that we've been talking about? Like Ian Gary has some buzz surrounding him, but not like Patty's buzz. Not, not who was the not last person? Near. Yeah. <laughs> who was the last person that came from a different, like a, like a, a KSW, like a, a a regional promotion, if you will. I'm not trying to knock them, but you know, Sean O'Malley, and, maybe. Wow, man, was Sean O'Malley talked about before he no. went to the contender, contender series? I, I felt it was, was after that, though. Mm. Oh, um, Yuri, Yuri Prochaska, some um, Hamza Chimoyev, Hamza Chimoyev. Yuri's a good. Hamza yeah. was Hamza talked about on that? You can't well, say by Michael some Chandler. people. By some people, you know, by some uh, people in the know. Okay, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one from Troy Michael Chandler. Although it doesn't feel the same. I'm talking like non UFC yeah, Bellator. So I can't. Think Point of is, an it's equi- unique, right? You can't think of an equivalent. I mean, right. there probably there might be, but I can't think of an equivalent, at least modern, like what just has been going on the last few years. I remember when Cody Garbrandt, for instance, was coming up, and there was a lot of buzz, but it was more like confined buzz out of his gym, kind of emanating out of the out of the gym. People who'd been training with him, like, watch out for this kid; he's going to be something. And it actually generated. Like, I remember Vegas when he was at Marcus Brimage when he was fighting a. It might have been Brimage. I don't Who? remember exactly. Connor? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Cody. Co- Cody. Cody Garbrandt. Was, was it, didn't he fight Brimage too? Yes, he did. He did. Okay, so I think it was that fight. It was in Vegas, and there was uh, it was a buzz that was created, but somehow it stuck, and it, and it kind of generated from that, but it came out of his gym. Um, I've, we see guys like that occasionally. Uh, but other than like Connor, I'm I'm trying to think, man. I mean, there Andre really Rossi? haven't been. Yeah, I was, I was going to say you'd probably have to go to somebody who... But again, she was different because she was coming from like a Zufa yeah. promotion, Connor, a strike Connor, force. Yeah. The thing with Connor is all, it's all revisionist history with Connor McGregor. It's the same way as, you know, there was a thousand people there the night he won the belt in the Helix. And I've met 40,000 people who've told me that they're there. It, it only began, became a thing after the debut. I was the only person in Ireland sent by a national publication to cover that fight. Nobody else. And I had to beg them. Beg them to send me. I can guarantee you that there are a lot more papers, national papers, the Daily Mail, all that stuff. I guarantee you they all are covering Paddy Pimlet's debut tonight. You shouldn't beg, oh. Pizzi. That's unbecoming. Anyway, Earl, Listen, what were you saying? Uh, I was going to say that <laughs> there are other people in the chat right now that are saying Justin Gaethje, which doesn't quite feel the yeah. same because World Series of Fighting was on NBC. It was, you know, I get... I get Prochaska seems like a good one. Alex Pajeda, who is likely going to come from glory, the guy who knocked out Izzy, could be one. Point is, it's very, you know, few and far between um, that we've been talking about someone following someone, invested in someone's journey, the ups and downs. He's a character in our sport, and then he comes over to the UFC and has a debut like that. And and let's be honest, like, this is great. This is great for the sport. It's great for European MMA. They shouldn't, you know... 
people want to find flaws, and I think this goes on more and more as uh, as people watch MMA over a course of, of time. But leaving your chin out for business, open for business, you know, like some of these guys do. Maybe he gets hit a little bit. There are a lot of great fighters who've done that. You know, there are a lot of guys who get hit. I was just talking about Cody Bar- Garbrandt. He was getting hit early, you know, but he and obviously he got hit a lot as time went on. But like, you know, watching those guys, part of the appeal is that they invite you to come and fight them. You know, that is part of the appeal. I think um, I think it's interesting what you're saying, Ariel, in terms of. Paddy's coming out the gates and now he has the world talking about him in one instance, right? And I think a great contrast to that is what we're seeing from Jack Shore, who's methodically going about mm-hmm. his business, who's so who's so calculated, who doesn't feel like he ne- needs to go out there and put on a show. He's really just doing it as a as a sport, right? Whereas Paddy's like the entertainment guy. Like and, and I'm not like trying to compare and contrast skill sets here, but it's just a different way they seem to be going about their business. Jack Shore is a lot more calculated. Same thing as Aspinall afterwards. I'll take on the next guy in the rankings yeah. as opposed to throw me in against the champion. He's a lovely guy. He doesn't have that same absolute wild man charisma that Paddy Pimblett does. But honestly, I think you can probably count on one hand how many guys have been like Paddy in this sport. Just absolute wild men beacons like this is the same type of guy as as mcgregor when he walks into a room you don't even need to see him you just feel him he's there that's what paddy pimblett is and it's so so rare to find people like that and what a great call from daniel cormier uh comparing him to owen hart i wonder where he got that comparison from on the spot when he couldn't remember it a couple seconds he's just so good he's so good on his feet hey uh pt you know brad wharton Yes, I do know Brad Wharton, the Cage Warriors, legendary Cage Warriors commentator, probably the greatest commentator in the history of European MMA. Brad Wharton, I do know that man. Well, uh, <laughs> it it is such a big night for Cage Warriors. Oh Let's bring God. in Brad. Let's bring in Brad oh, to have a go. few words oh, because uh, Pizzi has been slandering the Cage that's Warriors that's, name that's absolute for the entire Brad. evening. And yeah. uh, I see Brad here, so I wanted to welcome him in. Uh, Brad, are you there? I am here, gentlemen, yes. And, and Pizzi Carroll... You have taken everything I've worked for, my man. I won you you in that European MMA beer pong championship fight, and I won it soon, brother. I smoked Tom Aspinall. The video is out now. You can go and watch it. I destroyed him. I was like Steph Curry. You should have seen me, Ariel. But, Brad, you know, who is the main man who's been talking about cage warriors? He's been saying that we can produce this kind of talent in Europe. Come on. Ariel's trying to twist this up on me, isn't he? We can produce uh, this I, kind I would of talent. Say, I right. would say it was probably Niall McGrath was the, was the, uh, the oh. main man. <laughs> Niall McGrath. That is disrespectful. <laughs> that is disrespectful. Love it. Uh, Brad, for, for the uh, the newer listeners, how long have you been a commentator for Cage Warriors? I, I've, I'm coming up to 10 years with Cage Warriors now, and I've, wow. been, uh, I've been the play-by-play guy for about eight of those years. So okay. I, I started off doing kind of backstage interviews, and then when John Gooden went to the UFC... I, I stepped into the play-by-play role. You do a great job. I'm a big fan of the product. It's always a fun event anytime Cage Warriors does shows. For for you, who's been working for the promotion for this long, a decade, to see Tom Aspinall, to see Patty Pimblett, to see Molly McCann, to see Jack Shore do what they did tonight, what what are the feelings? What were you uh, What were you experiencing? What kind of pride did you have watching that? Oh, man, I've been on a roller coaster of emotions tonight. You know, um I, I called Molly's amateur fights outside of Cage Warriors. I called her first professional title fight, which happened uh, just after she lost her stepdad. And 
you know, we had a really uh, emotional post-fight interview in the cage. She was crying. I was pretty much crying as well. So seeing her go through when the cage warriors belt get to the UFC and have this kind of success has been amazing. And and Paddy, I've I've known since he was like 15 years old. You know, he had his amateur debut in the cage as a literal child. And uh, I've called all his cage warriors fights. I guess I guess nearly all his professional fights completely. Um, I've seen the ups and the downs. I've I've kind of seen the you know the euphoria that surrounded him in the city of Liverpool. You know, I used to get the train up to Liverpool on Paddy Pimblett fight weekends and you couldn't get in a taxi cab in the city wow. without being asked about Paddy. He was on billboards all <laughs> over the place. He was legitimately wow. famous. And then the, the sort of crushing lows as well after those losses to Nad Naramani and Soren Back. And, and because he puts himself out there so much, you know, he gets all that stick on social media and, and he gets those kind of barrages of hate when he does lose them. For him to be so open about the struggles he had with that mentally, and then for him to mount this comeback over the past years, to get through those hand injuries, to get to the UFC, and to survive a, a torrid, torrid fight. And let, let's be honest, you know, he took some big shots tonight, and it, it looked like he might not get out of that round for a while. And for him to come back from that and get such a huge win, man, I, I was, I was uh, tipping tables over. <laughs> it, it was going off. It was going off in my house. Let's put it that way. I hope Bill Simmons isn't listening to this or else I'm losing my job after that, Brad. Jesus Christ, mate. I mean, that was amazing. That was I love the emotion. I love the passion. Uh, you were there at, at the Echo, I, I would imagine, right? You were there when he... Man, what was... A, isn't it like a great moment, but also... I can't. I, I'm. I'm a lamenter. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy who is always like looking at the other lawn and saying like, "Oh, their lawn is nicer. Grass is greener." All <laughs> that. Sh- that debut should have been at the O2. It should have been at the Echo. It was at the freaking empty yeah. Apex? Wasn't that such a bummer, Brad? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if if you look back at um, Paddy's kind of greatest career moments and. Uh, I, I think it was Cage Warriors 98, the really famous walkout. And I think you shared that, Ariel, and, and you talked about that uh, on your social media, the one where he had the you know, the, the huge, huge crowd at the Echo where it was pretty much sold out. And, you know, I think that arena took like somewhere between six to 8,000 people, which for UK MMA is it, just unheard of. And, and, you know, for Cage Warriors, they've never done crowds like that. So to, to go from a, a, a situation like that where – you know whether it was in Liverpool or whether it was in London, it was going to be a sellout and everyone was going to get behind that guy. Uh, you know, the walkout tune that he has, big, big European dance music. Everyone loves those beats and everyone gets into them. Um, when I first got the news that the event had been moved over to, to the Apex, it was a real bummer because, you know, part of the thing about Paddy is th- this insane uh, connection he has with the fans. So, Missing out on that, you know, m- must have really sucked for him. And there's a viewing experience as a fan and a, a long-time supporter of Paddy. It kind of sucked on, on this end as well. But what it does mean is that when the UFC does go back to London, I would assume in March of next year, it's going to be all that sweeter. Hey, how about we put some respect on Paul Rimmer's name at this stage? Paul Rimmer is the next generation coach that has been producing generation after generation of talent. I never see him getting his flowers, as Ariel put it at the start of the show. I mean, this guy also has Nathan Fletcher, who we talked about in our pre-fight show. Oh, you got me in trouble. You got me in trouble with Nathan Fletcher. 
Oh really? Well, you deserve <laughs> yes, it. You deserve because it. of my little quip, and then he oh, someone no. clipped it off, and oh. then he tweeted it saying that he, oh, he's not oh, going to come on my into show. Bellator. I quoted uh, for anybody who can't remember. Come on, that. See, I didn't that's say the way that. He talks about it, Brad. That's that was the way he my talks Mexican neighbor. Show. That wasn't me. It was the crossing <laughs> of the lines. Shout out, Chelsea. But Brad, he, he is something special for the Liverpool scene, right? As we, we've seen, Colin Heron get a lot of praise be, uh, for Aspinall, for Till, for Mike Grundy. Rimmer is a very important part of that conveyor belt of talent that comes out of Liverpool, right? Yeah, absolutely huge. And, and you know, he's been doing it for a long, long time as well. Um, you know, uh, guys like Danny Roberts, a long time ago, was originally with Next Generation. That that gym has been going a long time. Uh, it's a huge jiu-jitsu gym. A lot of very talented grapplers come up through there. Um, and it's known for having uh, a really cool vibe. And obviously, you know, Rimmer being the head coach there, he's a huge part of that. Um there's a great coaching structure that Paul Rimm has put around those guys as well. You heard Paddy in the cage talk about Ellis Hampton, uh, talk about Adam Ventry. You know, those guys are, are a key part of a lot of those guys' camps. And you have to put some respect on the name of Paul Reed as well, who I'm sure you're familiar with, Pete. I don't know if uh, you other guys will be familiar with Paul Reed, but he has transformed the strength and conditioning side of things for those guys. He's working with uh, Ema, the... Uh, English Mixed Martial Arts Association, uh, which is part of the IMA uh, network. He's working with those guys now, and he's doing some incredible things for strength and conditioning. But as you say, PC, Paul Rimmer for so long now has been bringing so many guys through. Uh, And what you guys won't see as well is is on the domestic circuit in the UK, Next Generation has a huge presence. I was calling an event uh, in, in Bolton last weekend, and Loads of guys from Next Generation on that card. Loads of guys from Liverpool have have been on that show for, again, nearly 10 years now. And they're always uh, incredibly talented. The jiu-jitsu is exceptional and the attitude is perfect and the camaraderie is is just phenomenal. I mean, this is lovely stuff from Brad. Uh, Brad, you're known for your catchphrases. Hit us with some right now. Come on. What do you got? (laughs) On the spot. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but give us some catchphrases to, to celebrate ask the him, moment. Ask him, like, what, you know, Brad, if you could sum this night up in one word, no, well, I'm, what I'm would letting you him have the him liberty? PC, if I had to sum this night up in one word, it would be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Legend, Brad. I love, I love you, Brad. Man. Great stuff. Thanks for calling in. It was great to get your insight. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Love all your work. Love listening to these podcasts. And long may they reign. Thank you so much. Nice. There he is. Brad Warden, the Tell you one play-by-play thing, man. man for Cage we, uh, Warriors almost a decade now. Go ahead, Chuck. We do take this on the road at some point. And yeah. they have a show in Liverpool that Patty Pimblett is going. We're going. Come on, we're doing yes. a live show 100%. from there. I got to see that. 100%. 100%. I mean, we're big in Europe. They love us in Europe, probably more yeah. so than here yeah. in the United States. Can we uh, can we give Mr. Jack Shore his flowers? You know, he's more of a workman-like, undefeated, gets the decision, not the the finish like Patty or uh, Tom Aspinall, who you guys spoke about when I was being uh, bombarded <laughs> earlier. But another nice win for Jack Shore. He defeats Ludwig Scholinian via unanimous decision, 30-27 to 27 across the board. And like I said, undefeated. Improves to 15 and 0, 4-0 in the UFC, former Cage Warriors Bantamweight champion. What do you think, Pete Jack mm-hmm. Shore, is it time for a big name? Because let's be honest, thus far, no big names in the UFC. Is it time for that step up, in your opinion? 
I don't need him to go to a huge name straight away. I'm very much enjoying the slow build of Jack Shore. And look, his okay. dad, Richard Shaky Shore, is a veteran himself. He is not going to rush him into anything. He wants a steady build. That's what he got with Ian Dean. And look, guys, just to compare this to the Conor McGregor's situation, McGregor was selling out like a thousand seats in, in Dublin before he went to the UFC. Jack Shore in Newport, Wales, 3,000, 4,000 people going to see this guy fight in Wales. The problem with Wales is that would be another awesome venue for a UFC fight with the likes of Mason Jones, Corey McKenna, but they don't have an arena big enough. I think the biggest arena they have is literally 5,000, but that kid is the front runner. I feel uh, Brett Johns even kind of has passed the mantle to him. Brett Johns, of course, great, great campaigner with the UFC, now in Bellator, is an absolutely brilliant fighter, a former Cage Warriors champion as well, but there's something special about this kid, Jack Shore. And I saw our friend Ross, who called in on Friday, I saw him refer to him as um, Jack Tank St. Shore because everybody uh. <laughs> is comparing this dude yeah. to uh, your countryman, George St. Pierre. What do you think of that comparison? Is that I mean, sacrilege, Ariel? Like I mean, it's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit crazy. I mean, we're <laughs> on our way, 15 and 0. It's nice, but... Uh, I mean, you got to really earn that saying. Uh, Richard Shore, by the way, Jack's father Shaky. was a little upset. Yeah, he was a little upset that I didn't uh, give Jack enough love earlier in the week. He tweeted me, tagged his son. I'm like, come on, Richard, you, stop you trying to really get me. You really do kind of uh, <laughs> carry the brunt of everything, don't you, Ben? Like, you do Lord, one misstep, and you're going to hear from it from, from I, I, one I, faction to the other. I know. And you know what's weird, Chuck? When you give them the praise, you don't hear anything. You don't hear a thank you. You don't <laughs> get a tweet. Expected. It's only you know. when you're slighted or they feel slighted or they feel disrespected, you hear it. I mean, guys, come yeah. on. Let's chill out. Uh, but it was a great nice performance. There, yeah? yeah, there you go. There you go. It was a great performance. Listen, it was a great performance. <laughs> All I was wondering was, is it time for that step up or the slow build, which is fine. Can I say, though, my favorite moment of the night Sure. The, the, the feel-good moment of the night for me or the afternoon, I was very happy to see Molly McCann yes. back on oh, track. Yeah. Um, you know, she considered retiring not that long ago. Some people actually, you know, didn't score the fight for her, Chuck. Did you score the fight for Molly? Did you I think thought she, she did won. Enough? I thought she won. Um, but I have to say, you know, I agree with you on the, on the heartfelt moment. You know, you watch how emotional she is at the end of the fight. Um, that always gets you, you know what I mean? Because you know how much it meant to her. But to take that in incidental headbutt or, the, you know, the clash of heads early on, I thought that might affect her in a way that would be detrimental. And I hated, I would hate that given the situation you were mentioning, like maybe, um, you know, it, that she had potentially wanted to retire or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it was... Uh, to see that was uh, it was kind of crazy to watch her turn it around and uh, and win that fight. But I I definitely thought she won the fight. And then to see her react to Patty's win the way in which she did. Yeah. Uh, she said at the post fight press conference that this uh, is the greatest moment, the greatest day in their gym's history. Israel Asanya, Adesanya, I should say, uh, tweeting Happy Father's Day to. Uh. Uh, Yes, uh, he wrote, just woke up, Father's Day, no breakfast in bed. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Proceeds to choose violence. Uh, I do believe he's referring to Darren Till not getting the job done. And then uh, he retweeted another tweet of him punching Derek Brunson in the face, saying, uh, happy Father's Day. He said, we'll watch the fight soon. And then he retweeted a video of him beating up uh, Derek Brunson as well. So uh, clearly, Izzy, who always looks you know, two, three fights down the line, a little oh, yeah. bit disappointed. Uh, I guess it's all up to Jared Cannonier if he could get the job done. If, of course, is he, you know, could get by Robert Whitaker um, and, and successfully defend the title against him, the next guy could be 
you know, Jared Kennedy. That's way down the line, of course, but hey. Is, um, isn't the Liverpool accent the greatest accent in the world, though? When you heard Molly's post-fight interview yeah, and then Paddy's, I mean, I mean... Subtitles. You have to get into the rhythm of that. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things, the first, the first couple lines, I'm like, uh, I don't know what that was. And then you hear it, <laughs> and then you catch in there, you know? But Molly, yeah, as, as you said, Ariel, um, what, what a woman. An unbelievable personality. I, I think she's an incredible, incredible role model. The things she's doing... Um, with her book, with everything like that, she's overcome a lot of adversity as well. Um, and look, that that headbutt was kind of like a metaphor for a career at the start there, you know? Yes. Like, um, I felt, wow, it's going to be really hard to rally. She seemed to not even know the headbutt had happened when she went into her corner at the start of the first round. So, um, yeah, I, I thought she was absolutely incredible and I was delighted for her. That was my feel-good moment of the night as well, I have to say. Oh, because she's one of my favorite people in the game. Because it would look, I, I felt Paddy would win. I felt Jack Shaw would win. I, I didn't know if Molly would win. You know, right. and I Tom think that's as well, what made right? it very special. Yeah, of course. Tom as well. Uh, let's go to Energize Show, who got me in trouble with Nathan oh, here we go. Fletcher. Oh, I here we go. Yesterday. Ross, uh, let's see which one is it. Me. Which one is it? Is it Ross? Is it the other guy? Who is it? Is it Barry? The other guy. The other guy. Yo, yo, yo! It's the Energize it's Show. <laughs> you better believe it, Pete. You better believe it. Don't come for my boy. Why are you Nathan getting Ariel in trouble? Now look. This is like Ariel. Ariel is not happy. You should see him. I'm looking at him right now. He's he's rolling his fist like Vandalay Sylvie, no, shaking his head about on. the place. I'm an he's honorary. I'm an. I work for BT Sport. I'm an honorary Englishman. This is great for business. Wow. All right, I was even more. Now go do what you want to him now, Ross. He's after saying he's an honorary Englishman. Oh my god. Come on. Don't worry, Ariel. No, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for someone in the room. CEO. Spotify of Spotify. Daniel Eck is in the chat. He can buy Arsenal for half the price once they get relegated. <laughs> is he here? <laughs> is he in the chat? He is. He's in the chat, Ariel. You made it to the big time. Wow. <laughs> I don't see Daniel. Where's Daniel at? He he wrote uh, earlier. I'll, I'll take a screenshot and uh, I'll send it to you guys after. About We'd that. love to have Daniel in here. That would be great. Be we'll great. find out the scoop if he's actually going to buy Arsenal. Really? You said he was an MMA fan. He's there a you huge, go, Daniel's a massive Boom. MMA fan uh, from Sweden. Trains a little bit. Big, uh, you know, Swedish MMA Gustafsson fan. So if he's here, hello to Daniel. Thank you for joining us. But uh, Energize Show, you must be very excited. This is a great night for UK MMA, right? Yeah. Well, I am Irish, but I do love yeah, but come on. Listen, let's be honest. MMA. Listen, the Irish, you'll claim the UK when it's a great night. You won't claim them when it's a bad night. I mean, let's be we honest. We wouldn't have right? claimed them if they won the European <laughs> Cup. I'll tell you that much. That's only you, Halwani, that does that shit. That is only you, Halwani. Uh, well, <laughs> what's called the, the lovely Ian Gary was cheering on Derek Brunson tonight and Ooh. his lovely performance. So uh, I suppose th- that's that's where I was going. And by the way, Pizza. Wait a second. Wait a second. What are you trying to imply? You're saying that Ian well, was rooting shame. against. That's a bit shame. Yeah, what's going on here? Are you well, saying Ian because Gary's they're teammates? Time for them, May. Right, 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 right. But you feel like it's more. There's more to it. What are you trying to say? You can't just say that comment and gloss You're right just over. Leaving it. that out there, Ross. You're just yeah. going to say something like that. I'm saying when the Irish UFC fighter was supporting Derek Brunson, you know. So I'm just saying. But what? What are you implying? Yeah. What are you implying? Yeah. What are you implying? I, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm with the Irish fighters. They were cheering for Derek Brunson, <laughs> and I get on Derek Brunson. Listen to this guy. Back. Beep. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh see this guy's bringing trouble for everyone hey, your oh, phone man. was a big hit Chuck all my friends are like oh, oh Chuck should God. get a new phone for every shutting episode it down. <laughs> shutting it down I'm start. I'm not starting this again no but, uh, what's called I had a big accumulator on tonight Ariel and it was all riding on Darren Till so I hinged my bets and put money on Derek Brunson by submission and I won big 
Oh my god! Media members Yo. are betting on fights, Russ. This is this is terrible. You you're yeah. breaking the fourth wall. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not media. I'm <laughs> a personality, as I would call it. How much did you win? Oh, uh, I won a hundred quid for a fiver on Derek Brunson, and then hey, I don't bad. know how much did you lose on the accumulator, though. Um, only seven fifty, so not too bad. All right, so you're ninety two up. Well done, lad. The crack was ninety two fifty. The crack was ninety two fifty. No, it was an absolutely <laughs> unbelievable card, and it was shown at a reasonable hour in Ireland, yeah. which is all we really read. Ru- our producer has just told us you've been lying about Daniel Eck being in the room as well. This is a lot, man. You're bringing a lot of fire here. P- PT, <laughs> I would never lie to you. Our producer he- Troy is a saint yeah, of a man. Never lie to you. <laughs> right. Well, listen. Uh, no Irish fighters, of course, on this card because we all know the state of Irish <laughs> MMA. Not great, but you just remember this. Remember yeah. this when Connor wins his next fight. You said this, hey. Ariel, right? <laughs> but can we can we take a small departure and give praise to the goat, to the pound for pound queen, Katie Taylor, who won again? Yeah. Ross, were you watching? Did you oh, watch Katie? I, tur- I, I turned that on, on on for that fight. I love Katie Taylor. She is the greatest sports athlete to ever come out of Ireland I feel like every you see, you see it's so interesting I feel like every time an Irish person including PT mentions Katie always says that always gives National her that treasure. title and then you always kind of emphasize because it's always supposed to be a dig at Connor every time you do it and you just did it you just said including why does it have to be a competition they're I'm both on two different male paths male or female <laughs> male or female she is the ghost and PT, she will is it not a dig destroy Amanda Serrano that can crush her and listen it's not like <laughs> Katie Taylor's going into bars and punching old age pensioners you know what I mean like maybe wow. that's something to do with it alright Helwani Jesus okay alright uh, can crush Amanda Serrano by the way hasn't lost in almost 10 years smaller than Katie she would have to move up from 126 but I would love to see it happen imagine that fight at Madison Square Garden hmm. Serrano from Puerto Rico Katie Taylor from Ireland at Madison Square Garden would be incredible Thought this was called the Ringer MMA. All show. right, all Sorry. right, all right, all right. Ross, that means mixed, mixed, Petey. Boxing's part of that. Yeah, unimpressive Ross, showing tonight, man, Ross. Ross. Unimpre- unimpressive showing tonight for me from Katie. Uh, it's great to have you back on. Call in any time, okay? And next time, please don't lie to us about Daniel Eck, our boss, being in the room, okay? We <laughs> he, he is in the room. I can still uh, see him, PT. I'm going to send you a screenshot, and then you're going to be like, right. hold yourself. All right. All right. And then, Ariel, I'm going to be on the next show, and I want an apology. All right. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, hey, listen, I ain't getting an apology from Brendan, yeah. and you ain't getting an apology from me. I, all right. Oh, I on, think that's Papa. the way this is going. Know, that's, that, that's terrible. Like, you know, you live to your own. I mean, oh, see ya. Um, <laughs> hey, a lot going on tonight between the boxing, the kickboxing, the MMA, yeah. uh, UFC, KSW. PT showed me a picture, Chuck, of his house. He had like one of those rooms oh, with yeah. the multiple screens. It's amazing. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't realize PT rolled like this. I didn't realize I did he had one of those either. like, those it's gas. He's, he's always off it's, in like Zagreb and, uh, yeah, you know, right. he's talking that's in Lisbon right. and he's like, he's always doing all this kind of shit. But it's so warm with all the screens that I have to take all my clothes off. So sorry yeah. about that picture again, Ari. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you everyone for listening. It's the Ringer MMA show post fight show. Uh, you can get this afterwards if you missed any of it. And Lord knows you want to consume it all. 
um, on our brand new Ringer MMA show podcast feed. This is the Spotify Green Room app. It currently says on my app that there are zero people in the room. I feel like that's wrong because I see some people. I don't know what's going on. Um, Troy, uh, Ross is telling... 223. 223. Okay. For me, it says zero. Uh, Troy... It says 24, (laughs) interestingly. I don't trust any of you. Um, <laughs> Troy, it's it's uh, Ross is telling you to check your Instagram DMs. I didn't know you had that relationship with Ross, but apparently he's <laughs> apparently he sent you something, so he wants you to uh, to check that out. And uh, everyone in the chat, we appreciate you. Everyone who's writing in, um, let's quickly run through the entire results. Derek Brunson with the third round submission victory over uh, one. Darren Till, unfortunately for Darren Till, he doesn't get the victory. Tom Aspinall with the big win over Sergey Spivak in the first round. Alex Morono defeated David Zavada via unanimous decision. What about Khalil Roundtree, guys? Mm, we didn't good. talk about him with a very nice uh, light kick finish in the second round against Modestus Bukaskis, who sometimes I'm glad that is wasn't by England and sometimes not. Yes, go ahead, Chuck. In real time, uh, that looked ugly, but I'm glad it wasn't as ugly as it seemed at the moment. I was like, oh, not another one of these things were hyperextended yeah. leg, but... Uh, I Troy, felt like they nearly played it down. I felt like they nearly played it down because his leg wasn't broken. They were like, well, no, he's yeah, fine. I Why know. isn't this fight continuing? Like, lads, Some dirt he on his knee. Destroyed, actually. And that, actually, again, <laughs> from yeah. what Molly said, Molly said in her post-fight show that her PCL and her LCL are gone during oh, that yeah. fight, which kind of explains. She looked very awkward when it was kind of in scrambling situations. She's usually got a way better base, but that kind of explained it for me. Unbelievable. Did we lose No, I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, Molly McCann defeated Jae-Yoon Kim, as we mentioned, the unanimous decision. It was a close one, 29-28 across the board. Jack Shore with the big win over Ludwig Sholinian, the unanimous decision. Julian Arosa with the submission win over Charles Jourdain, Dars Choke, and Marc-André Barrio defeated uh, Lungam Bula Dalcha. <laughs> oh, that was impressive. That was, that's where they found I don't the even know if books. I got that right. That I don't incredible. even know if I got that right. Is it a confidence thing if you just say it with an accent? People go, well. Wow. Kind of go, yeah. Oh, he nailed that. He just nailed that. Mask it all. Can I say, I think Julian Arosa Chuck, probably the biggest uh, surprise of the night. I thought he uh, would not defeat Charles Jordan. I mean, Brenson was the underdog, but like, you know, you picked yeah. him and a lot of people picked him. Uh, Across the board, that one was the one that surprised me the most. Anything you were, you else fix, you? You were fixated on your boy. Let's let's face well, it. I mean, Charles I have Juan. a bit of a bias Canadian. towards the Canadians. Yeah, yeah. Marc Andre won. He looked good, but yes, it wasn't a great yeah. night for Charles Jordan. Um, nothing, nothing in terms of upsets. Um, I think that I was anxious. You know, just like we were talking about going in. You know, I think that the intrigue in terms of a coin flip feel to it was going to be Molly McCann, and uh, she was able to come through. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it was just a good, it was a pretty good night of fights, man. I mean, four finishes on the main card. I know that uh, everybody loves that, and I thought that it was a fairly entertaining fight, and I thought it was geared, obviously it was geared towards a UK audience, and um, for the most part, it came through, you know what I mean? Uh, it would have been nice if Darren Till had added to that, but he didn't. Um, but all, overall, man, I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought most of the fights really kind of delivered on themselves. A great little nugget here from our good friend Shamatkar Sandhu. Uh, Patty was very upset that his Instagram got disabled a few weeks ago and that he had lost all his followers. 
When his Instagram was disabled, oh, yeah. he had 158,000 followers. He just surpassed 159,000. Did he really? So, yes. So from scratch, today. like, because I yes. saw you tweet that out. So he put yes. it back up and built over, a new over his original number. That's insane. That's crazy. Can I tell you a little tidbit as well that I got just before we came on? This is very funny. A guy puts out on Twitter, um, and my friend sends to me, he thinks it's genuine. I'm sitting in a bar in Liverpool. Said to the barmaid after Paddy Pimblett won his fight, I wouldn't want to slap off that guy. She replies, as calm as you like, that's my son. She wasn't messing either. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Paddy's mom in the actual bar? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, it's gone, uh, it's gone viral, I think, because... Uh, by the way, if my mom, who I think is in the room as well, by the way, who doesn't miss a single thing that I ever do, she's actually here, I believe. That's dedication, considering Ma- yeah. all Mama, you're doing. Mama Helwani, Mama how Helwani. are you? I, I think if I ever had a pro fight, she would not be in a bar watching. I think she would be like in a dark room, you know. <laughs> I think that's most moms. Oh, she you was know? working yeah. in the bar. The woman was working in the bar. She was working in the bar? Yes. She couldn't get the day off? <laughs> Jeez Louise. So um, cool. See, again, this is just cinematic, right? Like everything about Patty's life has, has the cinematic flair He's to it. He's the fifth Beatle. He is the fifth Beatle. He is the fifth Beatle. Shout out Mama Knows. Um we do have uh, blonde Derek Brunson in the uh, in the chat right now, so this is great for us. Getting an actual post fight interview with the guy who won in the main event, uh, kind enough to join us here, Mr. Brunson. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Wow, this well, does no not sound like Derek Brunson. That he really hit. No, him I wonder hard. Ross was rooting him? for him. Whoa! <laughs> um, no, hello guys. <laughs> um, you know, great performance by me. I just happened to develop a British accent somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Oxford, uh, UK. Oh, you! I thought you were actually. I thought you were going to stick with it and say Las Vegas. Of course, I just fought there. Didn't you see me? But you, uh, you broke the fourth wall. You broke the fourth wall. Are you a Derek Brunson fan? Are you? Were you? Are you from the UK rooting for Derek Brunson against Darren Till? I, I have to say yes, yes. I was surprised that Brunson, that Brunson was the underdog in that fight. Like, you know, it was absolutely crazy. But you know, or do you know? But I mean, t- Till Till did not look great, to be honest. I've I've I've, I've no idea what's going on. Maybe maybe because you know he talked about the collarbone injury and mm-hmm. the like pre-fight uh, press conference. But other than that, great night for the UK guys. Paddy looked amazing. Molly obviously. Tom Aspinall possibly future champion um but yeah a beautiful night and uh brunson i'm trying to pull it up here brunson's uh, manager my good friend ali abdelaziz telling uh brett okamoto <laughs> that i'm trying to where is this thing that he had some sort of uh rib injury oh here it is uh derek suffered torn cartilage and fractured ribs three weeks ago couldn't train could barely even drive wow. his car. So if that's true, I mean, what a performance out of the guy. Uh, he's not the flashiest. Even TST getting a shot at at Derek Brunson in the chat, asking if Brunson has fans. I mean, golly, TST. But, uh, you know, nice to see someone <laughs> actually not a uh, fan. supporting the guy. Yeah, what the heck, man? What did he ever do to you? Absolutely. I mean, the, the guy's been putting the work in. Um, but, yeah, thank you, guys. Great show. I really love the, uh, the weigh-in show. Um, and finally, just want to say huge shout out to Ariel Hilwani, the CEO. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get back into the kitchen, my friend. I'll be there. Dicey, dicey. Thank you very much. Go, guys, can I just say, have you seen what Darren Till just posted on Instagram? No, I did not. I, I what did. He yeah, tell us. Tell us, PT. 
it's uh, an image of Michael Bisping crying with the belt around his waist. Um, and then the next one is uh, Charles Oliveira. What is that all about? Can you explain that to me, Ariel? Yeah, he, what he's trying to say is these guys have stumbled in the past, but they ended up being champions mm. just like I've stumbled, and I will be a champion as well. Pizza, you got to read between the lines here a little Come bit. Come on. I thought it was I mean, something to do with the eye injury. I was like, wow, look. <laughs> we see where your mind goes. Your default. It's really shit when my eye gets sore. <laughs> Man, holy smokes. He did look, you know, between, you know, if you were watching it in, in a warp or whatever, like the first round, you know, you see his face, his eye is swelling up by the second round. It just was that much worse. It was like, it was, it was crazy to watch him because he had the exact same expression on his face coming out of his corner. The progression of those injuries. Crazy, man. Izzy continues. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just a bit disappointed that Blonde Brunson didn't come in in character. I'm a re- yeah. I was really yeah. deflated by that. Uh, Izzy continues to uh, lay it on on Twitter saying, calm down, boy. You still a bum son. <laughs> so uh, Izzy not impressed with Derek Brunson. Let's yeah. take uh, two more calls and then we'll wrap this up. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to us it's the post fight show here we'll do this before and after every major card not just pay-per-views we are scheduled to do one of these believe it or not for next week's thriller card uh that was (laughs) i'm not really sure why we are doing this but i think it's going to be such a mess that it will be a good time uh it was supposed to be in case you missed it uh the great vitor belfort against oscar de la hoya we found out yesterday unfortunately oscar de la hoya uh, has COVID. He's in the hospital. We wish him well. And now it appears as though they're doing a Vander Holyfield, believe it or not, in Vitor Belfort in Florida. Dust they're moving off. the card. I mean, yeah. what, what is going on here? They're That's moving the card to Florida because California wouldn't get on board. You've got Anderson Silva on the card against Cid Ortiz. I suggest just doing Anderson versus Vitor mm. and, uh, you know, call it a day, but it doesn't look like they're going to do that. Anyway, push Broom we'll be, and Tito right out. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd rather see Holyfield Tito than Holyfield yeah. Belfort. If Belfort is, well, if he's doing TRT and and he's fighting like a fifty-five-year-old Evander Holyfield, like that could get dangerous, guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't true. like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. As soon as it was uh, floated, um, it was directly after we had our 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 weigh-in show. I was like, that is a terrible idea. He can't get licensed. You know, this guy can't get licensed, and they're going to change the destination to get him in there. Is, is that the case? I mean, that's. That really is bad news. I mean, this is everything that we were afraid of when this started kicking off, right? Oh. It feels like this is the setup for the disaster that we all hope would not happen. But I like that every time there's a bout of moral whimsy, Florida's right there with its arms open, ready to embrace whatever we throw at it. What a mess. Uh, Kyle, are you there? Kyle Linderman. Come oh. on, Delaware. Let's go. Yes, I'm here. Where are you calling from? I'm the same guy you called on. He's from Delaware. The other day, man. I'm, I don't know. I'm getting pretty sleepy. Listen, you think I can remember all the people who are calling us here? I mean, golly. <laughs> Kyle, you're the man. What, what was your take on the main event? Uh, main event, kind of kind of what I expected it to be. Unfortunately, I was rooting for Darren. I don't think Darren looked bad, by the way. I don't think he looked bad. What did you think he looked like? I mean... I thought he landed some really good strikes and he definitely looked improved and a little bit sharper from the past, but obviously couldn't stop the takedown. So it is what it is. I'm happy for Brunson, but the main thing I was excited about was seeing Molly and, uh, and Patty, that duo is just, I don't know, man, it warms my heart. And also I think the fact that Molly is so close to Patty 
makes me like Patty more because yeah. Molly seems like such a sweetheart. Like knowing mm-hmm. that they're so close makes me kind of say, all right, man, this is awesome. And I'm going to be, be rooting for them. I just got to keep his chin tucked, man. That was because <laughs> I want to see him do well and he can. But as soon as his fight ended, I just had like a visual of him fighting someone like uh, Raphael Fazeev or something like that and just getting blasted, <laughs> which I really don't want to happen. I really don't. So, but all in all, man, like besides the main event, everybody who I was, all the fights I was invested in where my heart was racing and like my heart was in my stomach kind of thing, watching it, all of them won, Tom, Molly, Patty. So, man, I, uh, this is really great, but of course it's seven thirty, so I'm getting pretty sleepy here. Over Come on, you gotta, you're Get trying to wind me up, Kyle. You are trying to wind me up, mate, aren't you? I know, yeah. <laughs> I love you, PT man. I'm just. Joking. I love you too. I love you too. And and you did call. Am I am I right in thinking that you're calling from Delaware, right? Yeah. No. No. You're right, man. I'm in Delaware. This and is you, crazy to get me called a second time. And you did. Am I right in thinking that you said on the call, you said I want Till to win, but I think Brunson's going to do it. Is that what you said? I believe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. And I mean, dude, a, a good wrestler with really good takedown, man. You know, we've seen people like that spoil a lot of really exciting fighters. And that sounds derogatory. <laughs> I, I, I don't it's mean true, for it to sound it that way. True. It's just true, man. Like someone like Derek in his current form, um, I don't know, man, because – uh, Vittori got Izzy down a lot, or not a lot, but he got him down. Mm. And Vittori is not as scary on top as Brunson is. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, that might happen to Izzy, man. I mean, yeah, Darren's takedown defense is really good, but if Brunson gets hands locked behind the butt, I think Izzy's on the ground and I just can't see him getting up. So, Coyle, what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in asking you is, you go into this as a Till fan. How do you feel about him after the fight? And I agree with you. I think he did have good moments in the fight. But just Brunson had more of them, right? That's generally how they win a fight. But how do you feel about Darren Till now after his loss? I'm not one of those people that, like, wants to start shitting on someone because they lost or want to go, oh, they're washed. Uh, they took an L. Like, nah, man. Like, I think if he does take a few steps down the uh, down the ladder, and there gonna be some really exciting matchups uh, down there. Um, T's young, you know, he can go work. He can go to Dagestan, as Kevin Holland said he was gonna do, um, which he didn't, of course. But yeah, man. So I'm still a Till fan. It doesn't change his personality. It's a shame. I feel bad for the guy, but I'm also really happy for Brunson. So it doesn't change my opinion of Darren. I'm still rooting for him. Let's put him uh, in there where Hamzat Shemayev, right? That's my next Oh, God, God yeah. dude. Come on. <laughs> Please, no, man. No, but no. I don't you know who take knows, a step man. back. Like an Anthony Smith who took a step back and, and, yeah. and fought maybe lesser... That's what he's got to do. ...ranked competition and build himself back up. Uh, TST has a question for Kyle before we say goodbye. Hey, Kyle, what's the thing to do in Middletown, Delaware? What's the highlight? <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of Middletown, Delaware? Um, dude... There's there's not much. It's rooting for UK fighters. He has no, there's nothing to do out there. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I, I'm an hour drive from Philly. I'm a two hour drive from from New York City. I'm an hour drive from Baltimore. So I get I don't you have to pay sales tax. Like Wawa. That's all you do. Wawa's. Do Wawa's are great. Hoagie Fest, baby. 
Yeah, man, there's a wall down the street. Um, so essentially, I don't have to pay sales tax. And I you have can a drive PF Chang's? to cool places. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're PF Chang's. See, I like, I like Ariel's economy of words now. He just has to say like three words. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kyle, you're the man. Thank you for calling. And thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Okay, let's go to call. our final caller. I'm sorry to everyone who's waiting. We can't get to everyone, but I promise at some point you'll all join us. We'll be back next week if there is a card. If there's no trailer card, we're not going to do this, of course. Uh, and let's be honest, there's a chance there isn't a card, but you know we're on the hook for it. <laughs> Uh, and if not, the next one will be the UFC pay-per-view on September 25th, which, of course, will be headlined by Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega, the big one, Nick Diaz, making his long-awaited, much-anticipated return against one Robbie Lawler. Jack McCool. By the way, I look at all the names here. I feel like everyone, like Jack and Harry and Paul Fogarty, I feel like everyone is from uh, the UK or Ireland. Jack, where are you calling from? Uh, funny thing, you actually called me uh, yesterday on the weigh-in show. I'm from Toronto. Oh, oh God, Jack! I blew it. You were on the show yesterday. Yeah, I got. I God, was I uh, gave my prediction during the. Did you change <laughs> your picture? Did you change your your profile pic? No, I have not. God, I no suck. excuse for Alwani here. I just suck. He's spinning plates. He's juggling. He's yeah. doing all of the same time. Constant I mean, calls from yeah. from all these superstars. <laughs> Dominic Cruz trying to call. Yeah. No, no, no. That was that was not from Dominic Cruz. Um, all right, you get the final call. You could say whatever you want, Jack. Obviously. G-rated, if possible. Any final thoughts on the card? PG-13. Well, I absolutely love the card. I thought it was a great card uh, through and through. But I have a question about another sort of international card in the future. So this one was obviously like UFC, England or Europe. And it took place in Vegas. And with uh, Nganu and Adesanya's upcoming title fights looking like January-ish, could you ever see like a UFC Africa sort of deal where it's in like Abu Dhabi or the States? but it's filled with African fighters. I think it's more likely than, than it actually happened in Africa because every time I speak to an African fighter about this, they say yeah. logistically it's, it's a nightmare to put it on. I believe the closest they think they can put it on, I mean, the, the only country they feel like it's possible to put it on right now is, is Morocco. Is that what you heard, Chuck? I have not heard anything. I mean, I've just heard that they want to do it. You know, I think a lot of people, I think the UFC... If there weren't a pandemic and everything was as it is right now uh, in terms of the champions and everything, I think they would have found a way or found a place to do it. I think they would be doing it this year, you know. Um, but unfortunately, it just kind of went that way. I could see them doing that, but the appeal—I don't know. It's it's such they're such big fighters, right? These are big fighters. So I don't know. Uh, it's not quite the same as like when you have some upstarts and some intrigues and all that stuff kind of fighting on the same card. It's such a colossal card. Um, I would think that they would want to blow it out in a, in a bigger way. It would be huge. But yes, now's not the time for it, unfortunately. It's kind of like CM Punk making his return to wrestling. He had to wait for the fans to come back. You need the fans yeah. to be there. You need the the big crowd to be there. Shout out to AEW having a show tomorrow. The fans over there get so upset if you don't give them a shout out. So we'll give a shout out to <laughs> AEW with their pay-per-view tomorrow. Jack, thank you for the call, my man. We'll talk to you soon. It's been a pleasure. All right. Likewise. And a, a nice little back and forth on Twitter going on between Daniel Cormier and and uh, Patty Pimba, DC, totally stealing all my material, posting a picture of a young Owen Hart that now has somehow 12,000 likes. And it looks, I mean, if you look at his Twitter, it looks exactly like Patty. So he, <laughs> he found a good one. And then uh, Patty responds to DC and says, there's a new fresh prince in town, Uncle Phil. You know, 
comparing yeah. DC to Uncle Phil. Then DC responds, I guess we both have a striking resemblance to other people. Good fight tonight, man. And then Patty responds, don't you Good worry, DC. DC. <laughs> we have more <laughs> We have more than other people in common. Thank you, big man. And I guess he's eating some Popeyes or Louisiana Kitchen. Is that. Louisiana Kitchen not Popeyes? Is that a different thing? I, I don't know. I wonder if he sent me some pictures. He told me he was going to put away 20,000 calories today after the fight. So I'm, I'm looking oh forward to keeping God. him updated with that. No. What do you mean he's going to send you personal pictures? He sends me pictures every time he goes to McDonald's of his order because I don't bizarre. believe it's real. It's over 50 what? pounds, like 50 pounds in currency. That's like $65. That's how much wow. he spends on himself Come when he goes on. to McDonald's. We, wow, did a, is... we did a, a sit down with him. We had seven large meals from different takeaways. He ate them all. He literally sat there and <laughs> ate them all. That was in May. That was in May. Kid's got an appetite. Unbelievable. That's no, as he says to me, it's not that I just like food. I'm a greedy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. <laughs> what a character. It's great yeah. to have some uh, some fresh blood in the UFC. It's great to have some new stars. And uh, overall, it didn't end well for the UK, but it was a great night overall for the United Kingdom with big victories by Jack Shore, Molly McCann, Patty Pimlet, and, of course, Tom Aspinall. The big story, of course, Darren Till losing in the third round via rear naked choke to Derek Brunson. We appreciate everyone who has joined us here live on Spotify Greenroom. If you missed anything... Troy's going to be hard at work. He tells me he's going to have the podcast up in the next 20 to 30 minutes. He's going <laughs> to oh. whip it up for us on our oh, exclusive man. Spotify <laughs> feed. It's the Ringer MMA show feed, which you uh, can find it. The, the show from yesterday is up, obviously irrelevant at this point, but there's already some activity up on the feed. You can follow us there. And when the new pod is up, uh, you'll you'll get it in your little uh, Spotify account. That's that's the only app that I use for podcasts now. I'm not just saying that. Truth be told, not just saying that yeah. because I'm an employee. It kills the other apps. Chuck, final word for me. I had it yesterday. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I, know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love, feel like you love it. I, See, I I'm not like one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys who's just I, dying to say smart, something. By the way, you're the smartest guy in this room. I feel like you have something deep hey. to say to us. Uh, 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 I, I always want to say like 30% less. You know what I mean? So I want to actually take back things I said when you throw it at me at the end. <laughs> he makes uh, it for I, me saying 30% too much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have a Hunter Thompson like you know final uh, thought for us. You got to no? save some of that for the written material. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. All right. Are you going to write something on this? I just might. I was thinking about it since uh, you know compliment uh, the things we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay. All Why right. Why not? Uh, thank you to everyone on the chat. Do you ha- do you have a better final word, Mister Cage Warriors, PC Carol? Do you want to say something? Well, look, I'm just saying right now, if you are a UK MMA fan, you should be rubbing your hands together. This is the golden era of UK MMA. It's all on the up. We didn't even have Leon Edwards tonight. We didn't even have Arnold Allen tonight. We didn't have any of these guys tonight. It is time. It is time for UK MMA. So let's go. Get behind your fighters and stop hating on Paddy Pimlet because the man's a treasure. Yeah, that was very Woody Page or something like that. You know, getting that that final word. Yeah, around the horn. All right, good. He has no idea who you're talking about, but it's a great point. Um, and and let's please pray to the gods, the not just the MMA gods, the COVID gods, that they could go back to England at some point and yeah. have an event there with all the. Yep. Could you imagine the UK versus the world? Oh, a card like that, it would be incredible. What a roadshow that's going to be for us. That would be a yeah, great one. That, that would be, be amazing. A great one. That'd and be a home game for you, PT. Yeah, and then <laughs> we'll stop by Sweden and have some meatballs with our good man Daniel Ek. There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I felt like who that kind of died. Who might yeah. have been here? Who might have been here? Know. Who might not have been here? Who knows? They said Bill was here yesterday. I mean, no sign of these people, but we'll, we'll take the victory. <laughs> oh, did he Thanks not call you? He called me. Yeah, you know, he didn't call me. He didn't call me. Uh, he did give me a shout on Instagram. That was nice. Thanks for listening, guys. Chuck, PT, I'll talk to you guys next week. TST, great work as always. Everyone in the chat, we love you. Everyone who called in, we love you. Appreciate you guys listening. Peace! We're out of here.